Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. So if you have your Bibles with you this morning, I want to invite you to turn with me to Matthew's Gospel, the 13th chapter. Matthew chapter 13, and we're going to launch uh, a new series of messages today entitled, To Be Fruitful. And, you know, we're going to add to that week after week after week to be fruitful. And then there's a blank there at the end of that because we're going to fill in a principle that's going to be required of us to be fruitful followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So our, our prayer for you today across all our locations is that when you approach the end of 2023, you would look back over this year of your life and you would say, this has been a fruitful season. I mean, if you ever just get to the end of a year and you look back and you say, man, I just, I feel like opportunity was squandered. I feel like I'm just, I'm not where I want to be. We're, we're done, okay? We're done. Can, can we just collectively agree to be done with that as a principle for life and, and just look forward with an expectation that when we come to the close of this coming year, we're going to look back and say, you know what, this has been a fruitful year in my life. I, I see the way that God's been moving in my life. I see that I'm no longer where I was but I've been progressing into new territory, and I see that I've matured spiritually. I see that I have borne spiritual fruit and that I am growing as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. So today as we begin this series, I, I, I want to I call your attention to one of my favorite verses of Scripture or my favorite passages of Scripture uh, in all of the Word, and it's, it's found in Psalm chapter 1, the very first psalm. And it says, blessed is the man who walks not in the uh, counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, or sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper our prayer for you today is as john's prayer was for the church that you would prosper in all things and be in health even as your soul prospers and the priority of our focus today is on the spirit man and prospering in the spirit and prospering in the things of the lord so we're going we're going to start from the very beginning the very beginning of what is required for our lives to be fruitful and you know every day every week Every week you and I come together and we break the bread of life together and we, we gather around the principles of the word, the truth of scripture. And if you would with me today consider this as seed because it is seed and it's not just a Sunday deal but it's an everyday deal that it's available to us that the seed of truth be sown in our lives. Because I can, I can tell you this, the adversary is coming along every day to sow into your life the seed of lies. And you need to combat it every day with the seed of truth. And, and I want you to consider with me that this is seed, and how many of you know that for a seed to grow and ultimately prosper, it has to be planted? It is required for a seed to 
bring life, it must first fall into the ground and die. And this seed has to find a fertile place in our hearts. And, and, and generally, a seed generally needs to be planted in a soil. And, and the quality of the soil has an immeasurable effect on the growth of the seed and a great impact on the ability of the seed to grow into something that is fruitful. So this is where we're going to begin our journey today. We're going to talk about the soil. The soil into which the seed is sown. In the Gospels, we, we often hear Jesus speaking to his followers in what we call parables. Now, just to put that in layman's term, if you're not familiar with what a parable is, a parable basically is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Or we, we might even say it's a natural occurrence with a spiritual meaning, a spiritual significance. And um, today's text contains a lesson that's probably far more applicable to our lives. It's a principle that we're far more dependent upon than we've probably ever considered in our lives. Um, all of us today are going to go to lunch somewhere. Everybody shouted, amen. You've probably already made plans because Sunday lunch is a big deal to a lot of families, a lot of friends groups, and, and we're going to go. You know, but seldom do we consider as we're seated there in the restaurant the source, the primary source. Because everything that you and I consume is somehow contingent upon the things that we consume for the nourishment of our body every bit of it in some way roots back to this principle that in order for a seed to grow and to flourish and to nourish even other animal life that you and I consume, it is required that it find good soil and from there it springs up. So we are so, in the natural sense, dependent upon this principle. But here's the thing I want to challenge you with today. We are no less dependent in the spirit from this phenomenon finding place in our lives that the seed of the spirit the seed of truth the seed of God's word find a good soil and it spring up and bear much fruit in our lives so um, you know this this parable if you haven't guessed by now we're, we're going to be looking at the parable shared by Jesus that's commonly known as the parable of the sower this is a parable where the emphasis is usually placed on the act of sowing and the believer then is just, you know, just released from any further obligation. You know, we, we teach this word and we say, hey, it's our job to go out and spread the seed of the gospel. And as you're seeding the gospel, understand that some of your seed's going to fall on the stony ground and some of it's going to fall on, along the pathway. Some of it's going to uh, fall in the shallow ground, but some will fall in the good soil. You just spread the gospel and we're, we're absolved of any further responsibility in that. You just sow the seed. But I want to challenge you today because there is, I believe there is an application for that message in this text and, and we, need to be, we need to be diligent in sowing seed. But I believe that because of the emphasis of Jesus, because what we're going to see here is that Jesus' emphasis, when he stopped to explain what he had shared in parable, he didn't stop to explain to them the significance of the sower or the significance of the seed, but he explained to them the significance of the different soils, the different conditions of the soil. 
And I want to call your attention to that today because it is important for you and I as we constantly and continually come and subject ourselves to the sowing of the seed of truth in our lives that we concern ourselves with the condition of the soil onto which the seed is falling. Because the condition of the soil has a great impact on the fruitfulness of the seed. Again, we want you to go deeper. We want you to grow. We want you to mature. We want you to get to the end of 2023 and not look back over another year of frustration that you're still where you've always been, but we want you to look back and say, hey, this is my Ebenezer because hitherto has the Lord helped me. This is, this is where I'm at right now. This is where I'm living life. So um, if, um, certainly we're going to be encouraged in this text again to be faithful in spreading the seed of the gospel but I believe we're going to be encouraged as well in tending our own hearts so that we're ready to receive the word and thereby to bear much fruit in the parable of the sower Jesus says beginning in verse 3 of Matthew 13 he says then he the word says then he spoke to many things to them in parables saying behold a sower went out to sow and as he sowed some seed fell by the wayside and the birds came and devoured them. And some fell in the stony places where they did not have much earth, and, in, and they immediately sprang up, but because they had no depth of earth. Uh, but when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundred, some sixty, some thirtyfold. He who has ears to hear, let him hear, Jesus said. Eight verses later in Matthew, Jesus explains the meaning of this parable to his disciples, and we pick this back up in verse 18, and he says, Therefore hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. But he who receives the seed on the stony place, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation and persecution arise because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and cares and the cares of the world and deceitfulness of riches choke out the word and he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives the seed on good ground is he who hears the word, understands the word, who indeed bears the fruit and produces some hundredfold, some sixty and some thirty. Listen, Jesus explains that the seed is the word the good news that, that is shared with us, with others, and as we're studying the Word, the soil in the heart of a person where the seed of God can take root needs to be appropriately conditioned to receive the seed. Jesus makes it clear that the problem in the parable doesn't occur with the seed. It's not the seed's fault that it didn't spring up. You know, if you're here today or you're watching online, whatever the case, and, and you're saying, you know what, Pastor, I've tried church before. I've, I've been, I, I didn't get along with the people. I didn't, I didn't enjoy the music. I didn't this, I didn't that, I didn't another thing. Understand this, the problem was not with the seed. 
The problem is not with the seed. The problem is in the heart of the man, the condition of the soil, and its receptivity of the seed, its nurture, its, its ability to nurture the seed until it grows into a fruit-producing, yielding plant in their lives. So, Let's take a look today at the four different types of soil as described in the parable of the sower, or as I would like to say, in the parable of the soils. Jesus says that there are some who have a, a hardened and oblivious heart, and that, that heart is a barren wasteland. In other words, the, the seed falls there, but some are opposed to the good news or some are oblivious to the good news and because of it, the, the enemy is able to come in and lie. You know, here's the thing about arguing with people. Anything that you can argue someone into, someone else can argue them out of. So if we're not, as we're witnessing the gospel of Jesus Christ to people, if we're not doing so with a reliance on the power of the Holy Spirit to deeply root and seed that truth in their hearts, understand this, as much as we can lead somebody to say a prayer, as much as we can lead them through a process and, and turn to them and say, okay, now you're ready to go, you're saved and all that. If, if they're not open to and receptive to the word themselves, it is possible for that truth to be robbed from their hearts. This is what Jesus said. It's not my word. This is words that we read in Matthew's Gospel in red ink. If you have a red letter edition Bible, meaning these are the words of Christ. And we look at that and, you know, maybe you're here today or maybe you're joining in online, whatever the case may be. And you're saying, well, you know what, Pastor, one of the things that has always troubled me is that I read the word, I read the scripture, and I don't understand what it is that I'm reading. That's valid. I, I've been in pastoral ministry now for over 20 years, and I've got to confess to you, there are some times that I read things and I don't understand exactly what I'm reading. I don't understand it to the full. But there's also a principle called the whole counsel of the word. And it's, it's incumbent upon you and I as we're reading through the word of the Lord. And I do not suggest Google at this point, okay? This is, this is not a go-to reference and it's not wise for you to seek spiritual counsel from Google. Okay? Because I believe between Google and Christian television programming, you know, you could be thoroughly confused. Okay? We don't, we don't want that for you. We want you to get into the Word yourself because Scripture interprets Scripture. Line upon line, principle upon principle, precept upon precept, Scripture interprets Scripture. So when you run into one of those things, you don't quite understand it. It's not for you just to put things aside and say, you know what, I don't understand this. I'm done with this. I'm so over it that it hurts, and I'm just going to set this aside. No, what's required of us then at that point is to understand that there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a stony spot, there's a hard place in our lives that needs to be broken up, that needs to be worked, that needs to be cultivated, that is, is trodden by the lies and the noise of this earth and it's not receptive to the truth of God. And we need to get in there spiritually and we need to begin to break up the fallow ground. 
and we need to position and posture ourselves and begin to pray and say, Lord, I don't understand, but God, give me wisdom, give me understanding. And this is what I've found to be true in my own life and in my own disciplines, is that as I continue to read, you know, if you run across, write them down. Just write down the question and continue to study the Word. And as you continue to study the Word in other places, you'll begin to read principle that will then interpret for you the thing that you didn't understand. And you'll begin to be, as we say, illuminated by the, by the, by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of wisdom will begin to open your eyes of understanding. You'll begin to see and understand the truth of the Word. And that truth will begin to take root in our heart. Now, whether by personal volition or innocent omission, uh, this parable is clear that seed will not grow where there is inhospitable soil. So we can't just find the seed of truth laying on the surface of our hearts and set it aside and say, well, it's not important enough for me to get in here to break this thing up to clear out the hardness so that the word can come in. This kind of soil will never reproduce because it cannot produce. Now, the second soil that Jesus points to is the troubled heart. The troubled heart produces shallow roots. That's in verses 20 and 21. Listen, life is a long and sometimes arduous journey. It's hard. I told you last week, or a couple of weeks ago. Life is hard, but God is greater. Amen? Life is hard, but God is good. And, and I know that life is hard, and I know that there are a lot of troubles, many, many cares that try to overwhelm us, and we face so many things sometimes that it just seems like the, the world's pressing all in, all around us. And, you know, a heart that's troubled by the obstacles and adversities of life will fail to produce deep roots. And can I tell you that one of the greatest spiritual disciplines that you can develop in your life is to lay your troubles at the feet of Jesus. It's just to, you know, as Peter encourages us to cast all our cares upon him, knowing that he cares for us, that, that's one of the greatest spiritual disciplines that you can... Listen, I know this is so silly. This is so silly. But some of you, when you get to church on Sunday morning, your, one of your greatest concerns during the course of the service is, A, did I leave my hair tools plugged in? <laughs> Come on. You know, some of you ladies, you're sitting there going, did I, did I unplug that? Oh, my God. Did I turn the roast off? Oh, man, I bet that thing's going to be a charcoal by the time I get home. You know, we just, all those things. But you know what? God will take care of it. God, God will take care of it. And those are just like nominal things. I know there are real problems in life too. And, and many of us come and we sit in the house of the Lord or we get up day by day and we have available to us fellowship in the spirit and the truth of the word that we can immerse ourselves in. But yet the whole time we're trying to, there's nothing like trying to read the word for everything in the world that is troubling you to come to the forefront of your mind all at once, is there? And we've got to discipline ourselves and say, you know what, Lord? All these are yours. All these are yours, and Lord, so am I. And in these moments, I commit myself to reading and to understanding and studying your word and, and just immersing myself in your spirit. So, so these, these individuals that, that have the stony soil, 
They have an interest in the gospel. And they embrace it in the beginning. However, over time, without tending to the growth of the seed, the gospel will begin to fall away. And during times of tribulation, they too will wither under the heat of that opposition. You know, I've I've prayed with a lot of people. I've prayed with a lot of people. You know, you give a a stirring message and you say, you know what, God's going to heal, God's going to deliver, God's going to do this. And you just, at the end of the service, you have everybody stand, you call for a response. And, and you have people come down, you pray with them, believe in for healing or whatever the case may be. And you know, you stand and you pray the prayer of faith with them. And the whole time you're praying the prayer of faith, obviously they have a contingency plan running in the back of their minds because before they can get out the front door of the church, they say, well, you know, I've been prayed for and I don't feel much better, but I guess when I get to the, you know, there's nothing wrong with seeing the physician. I don't, don't misunderstand me there. You need, you need to do that. But the truth of the matter is we can't speak faith in a moment right here and be speaking doubt in a moment out there before we can even get out of the house. That's, what, that's what's being illustrated here for us is that we we receive that hope, we receive that good news, but then because of the stones of life and the adversities of life, we just quickly, it withers away in our lives when it meets any kind of heat. And Jesus actually warns us and says, in this world, you're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. I've overcome the world. So shallow roots will not sustain a person through the adverse and difficult seasons of life. It takes a deep and strong root growing in healthy soil to weather the stormy seasons. In the world, we're also encouraged, again, to cast all our cares upon Jesus, knowing that he cares for us. The third type of soil that Jesus references here is the distracted heart. The distracted heart, and the distracted heart bears no fruit, verse 22. A distracted heart cannot grow roots needed to sustain life. A heart that cares more for the things of the world than the things of the kingdom is not healthy soil. Money, status, popularity... Worldly endeavors choke out our ability to, of the, the ability of the seed to get the nutrients necessary to grow in our lives and in our hearts. When we are cumbered about, it's, you know, we could go, if we wanted to just really go to the go-to illustration here, it would be Mary and Martha. When we see Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus and just soaking in his presence, and then we see Martha saying, Jesus, why don't you tell my lazy bum sister to get up and come over here and help me? And Jesus says, no, what you don't understand, Martha, is that you're cumbered about with many cares, but Mary has chosen the better thing. Can I just encourage you today that there's nothing wrong with ambition and yes, God wants to open the windows of heaven over your lives and I believe that believers ought to be some of the most industrious people on the planet. I believe that with all my heart. But can I tell you that the focus of it all the while needs to be on advancing the kingdom? That it, that it needs to be on not just the, 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 the promotion of our own prosperity, but it needs to be on letting the glory of God shine through us. An unhealthy and distracted soil is not a place for seed to grow. And can I just throw in a side note here? Middle school ceases at the 8th grade. 
And, and for a lot of adults, so should the drama. Because I, I witness a lot of people that are worried about a lot of stuff that in the grand scheme of things don't matter at all. But they, they sound like seventh grade little boys and girls running around, chitter-chatting back and forth all over the place. And the thing, of the thing of it is, you know, we're all rung up sometimes over some stuff that if it all resolved tomorrow or it lasted for the next 10 years, it really wouldn't matter in the grand scheme of things. And if we leave it alone for five minutes, it'd probably just go away. No, yeah, okay. Some of us just thrive on pettiness. Right? Let it go. In Jesus' name, let it go. Because here's the thing. You can get even and still be empty. You can one up and still be empty. You can, you can live any place you want to live. You can be abased and you can abound and you can still be empty as far as this world goes. But if you will make it a point and a spiritual discipline to, to clear your heart and clear the stage of your heart and put Jesus at the center and say, Lord, help me stay focused on you. Do you know the word says that he will keep his heart at peace whose mind is stayed on him? not distracted by every, every way the wind blows, but his mind is stayed on the Lord. That's where peace comes from. That's where joy is found. That's where fulfillment is. That's where we find happiness. That's where we find all of the good things that we so desire in life, but we chase from so many other directions that lead us into dead ends. Finally, the fourth soil here, verse 23. Jesus tells us that a fertile heart sustains life. A heart that is fertile is one that readily accepts the gospel seed and does the hard work of nurturing it to grow. And I, I want to emphasize, and I'm going to come back to in a minute, the principle of hard work. This heart is one that's open to the truth of the word and not only open to the truth of the word, but it's open to the transformation that will take place as a result of having received the truth of the word. Listen, this word is not going to touch you deeply and leave you the same. As a matter of fact, Paul says that we, now with unveiled faces, we behold the revealed glory of God, and, and, and thereby we are changed from glory to glory to glory into the likeness of his Son. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it doesn't leave you untouched but it will touch you deeply and it will transform you. And this heart that's ready is made ready by the prompting of the Holy Spirit and the participation of the individual. We're going to come back to that in just a minute. This heart, this heart doesn't just experience growth for themselves, but it, it honestly impacts those around them because did you know that you can be such a fruitful believer that other people around you can be benefited by the fruit of your spirituality? They'll be encouraged. They'll, they'll find shade and relief from the heat of life under the branches of, of your spiritual life. They can be encouraged. They can be uplifted. They can be sustained. 
Healthy soil is soil where seeds have the most opportunity to grow into life-giving plants, trees, etc. For instance, a single healthy apple tree can bear enough fruit to feed dozens of people. Its shade gives rest to those who pass by on the hot days. Its flowers nourish thousands of pollinators every spring. And its seed spreads and multiplies into immeasurable amounts of other apple trees over the course of its lifetime. And I want to ask you today, what kind of soil describes your heart today? I think there's a misunderstanding when it comes to this principle, and here's where I want to circle back to the issue of hard work. I think there's a misunderstanding when it comes to this principle because we come to church and we we observe the lives of those around us, and whether we're right or wrong in our assumptions, we have assumptions. And we assume, based on what we see of people, where they must be in the things of the Lord. Oh, well, uh, you know, brother so-and-so or this person or this lady over here or whatever, you know, they, they're, just, they're just, you know, spiritually giant people or, or this person there, they don't seem like they quite got it all together. We, we have assumptions. And, and here's, what, here's what we often assume is that they are just what they are and that we are just what we are. In other words, either we are some of those people who are faith-filled and we are spiritually mature or we are not. And we'll, we'll just sit and just wish our lives away that we could be something that we perceive that we're not. Am I, are you following with me? And, and we sit and we say, you know what, I wish I could be like this person. I wish I could be like that person. I wish I could have the spiritual depth. I wish I could have the wisdom. I wish I could have the biblical knowledge and understanding of this person. But listen, we're, we're, prone, we're so prone to looking at people who we perceive to be more spiritual than ourselves and say, wow, I'm just not that person. And in response, we simply look at our own lives and perhaps with disappointment, we'll, we'll resolve to settle into places of spiritual immaturity and fruitlessness. But that's not what Jesus is encouraging us to here. Understand this, listen, I, I, I had dinner with a friend, Lisa and I had dinner with friends the other night and, and they began to tell us about how they, in the last couple of years, they'd bought a farm. And the gentleman began to tell me about the, the, the tediousness because they, they bought a farm that had been overgrown for many, many years. And can I tell you that if you leave the soil of your heart untended, this world will reclaim it. Just, just the same as if you leave a plot of ground untended, nature will reclaim it. And, and he began to talk about the arduous task of reclaiming 72 acres of, of farmland and, and just how difficult that was because of the trees now that are there to be dealt with and the, and the rocks and you don't know where any of these things are and, and sometimes you're, you're just plowing through and suddenly you realize that you busted your implements because you couldn't see what was down there in this overgrown mess. And I've got to tell you that, that sometimes, even in my own life, I look around and I just feel like it's an overgrown mess. That there, there are rocks there that don't belong. There, there's overgrowth there that shouldn't be there and, and that the soil's not adequately tended. 
I want you to notice one thing with me because some of you are sitting here today and you're still not connecting with this word and you're still saying to yourself, you know what, Pastor, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you, but that's not me. I'm just not that person. But let me, let me, let me, just, let me just drop this on you real quick because I believe sometimes there's a power in what's not said in Scripture. And, and I want you to notice here that what Jesus references here is not never ever ever Jesus references the quality of the soil because there's some of you that you don't think you're the quality of person to be a spiritual giant you don't think you're the quality of person to be spiritually mature to be a leader to be to be a man or a woman of God you don't think you're you're that quality of person but can I tell you something today it never is the quality of soil that Jesus addresses here but the condition and can I tell you that while you can't do anything about the quality of your soil, there's a lot you can do about the condition of your soil. And the, and the, the, the deficiency here never is in quality, but it's in condition. And condition is something that we're in control of. Condition is something that we're in control of and it's not always easy and it is sometimes painstaking and an arduous task But it's something that's necessary for you and I if we're going to grow in the things of the Spirit We've got to give we've got to give attention to the soil of our hearts and be sure that it is that the fallow ground has been broken up That the stones of the adversities and the cares of life have been cast aside and that we are positioned and ready to receive this true seed of God's word in our hearts that it could root deep and it could grow tall and it could flourish much and abound in our lives and we would be fruitful people in Christ Jesus if you're assessing the soil of your own heart and you're finding that it's not what it needs to be it can be changed disciplines of spiritual growth can be implemented you know we we just we just sit in church and we read our word and whatever we do and we just wait to be walloped with the holy stick sometime you know just I don't know, just God's gonna just jump down one day and smack us and we're just gonna poo that's not how it works as a matter of fact there, there are things only Christ Jesus can produce righteousness in our lives but we can position ourselves for spiritual maturity we can position ourselves for holiness and, and we can position ourselves so that the Spirit of the Lord works on a deeper level in our lives and Paul puts it this way he says that in order for that to happen you and I need to put off that's an act of your will that's, that's not the Holy Ghost jumping on you and making you do something or just transforming you magically into something else. But he will do that, but it's as you begin to put off the old man and put on the new man. And church, that's, that's spiritual discipline. That's, that's like thinking twice before you speak and actually implementing the result of what you've assessed that Jesus would have done. 
Hosea chapter 10, you know, God spoke, as I've mentioned several times already, God spoke to the children of Israel when their, when their heart was hardened to the truth of the word. And, and he says to them through the prophet, sow for yourselves righteousness, reap in mercy, and break up your fallow ground. I'm telling you, sometimes the, we realize that our hearts are hardened to the things of God, and we need to get down and travail in prayer and in the spirit until the, until the fallow ground of our hearts has been broken up. That hard packed place has been broken up, and we're ready for what God wants to do in our lives. So I ask you today, are you indifferent to the good news of Jesus? Are you, are you needing to spend some time on conditioning the condition of your heart so that the seed of the gospel can grow deep and healthy roots? Are you distracted? Are there too many things going on in your life that are clamoring for your attention and your care? If you've ever had a garden, you know the effort that it takes to grow and sustain life. And it's no different with the soil of your heart where the divine seed of the gospel and the kingdom are trying to grow. They need healthy soil and consistent care. And I want to ask you, what can you do? What, what can you do in your life? What can you do next week? What can you do moving forward through this year to strengthen the soil of your heart? Dedicated time in prayer. I mean, let me invite you to stand. Removal of distractions from your life. I mean, it may be okay if you don't know what all your friends had for dinner for a few days. But your soul is nourished on the meat of the Word. Maybe you do need to not binge watch that series and spend a little more time in the Word. Maybe you do need to dedicate some time every morning in the Word. Maybe you do need to meet with a trusted counselor or, or friend who's, who's, who's a mature in Christ and begin to discuss some of those past hurts and uh, allow those stones of hurt and, and, and transgression and, and offense to be cast out of your heart so that it can make room for the seed of the gospel to be deeply rooted. Maybe those things are necessary. But can I tell you, let me just tell you this. Pastor Lisa, Pastor Steve, none of the pastoral team here is going to magically know and come to you and just say, hey, can we talk about these things in your life that are holding you back? Now, there's something required on your part to reach out and say, you know what? I, I, know, that, I know there are people around me who love me. There are people in my connect group who love me, who want to see me grow and flourish. I know there are spiritually mature men and women of God that I can trust with my confidence. And you seek them out, you begin to share with them and say, hey, pray with me about these things. They're holding me back. I, I, want, I, wanna, I want this word of God to be deeply rooted in my life. I don't want it to be choked out by so many cares and, and hindered and inhibited by so many different things, competing things in my life. I want to be available for the Spirit of the Lord to move in a deep way in my life. So all across this sanctuary, those that are watching online and at all our locations, I invite you right now just to turn your eyes to Jesus and say, search me, O Lord, and know my heart. See if there's any hard-packed thing in me. See if there's any stony place in me. See if there's any place where 
the cares of this life are choking out what you want to do in my life. Show me the places where my heart is fertile, Lord, and allow me to work out from that epicenter, God, until the whole field is ready and receptive to what you want to do in my heart and my life because in 2023, I'm expecting you to do great things. So our worship team is going to lead us here in a moment in an anthem of praise. And as they do that today, if you have recognized in this moment that there are stony places in your life, there are just things where it just seems like you've prayed and the heavens are brass and you just, you just, you're just distracted all the time and you just say, Lord, I want to focus more intently on you and I want to be more receptive to what you want to do in my life. And today you say, Pastor, would you pray with me that in 2023, God can just have his perfect will and way in my heart and life. I want to live I want to live with a cultivated heart. I want to live with a heart that's ready and receptive to the seed of God's truth and watch it flourish in my life. If that's you in this place today, I want you to understand these altars are open. The altars are open at our campuses. Make an altar where you are online and just get yourself still before the Lord in these few moments and let's agree together in prayer today in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us and we hope you have a blessed day.